0: Okay, more advice. Let's learn. Um, okay, so we, we've been in the middle of the story for a few weeks already, uh, about the story of Achan and uh, the initial, you know, the initial uh, uh, failure that the Jewish people had in terms of conquering the city of Ai. So we've been talking about that story for some time, for a few weeks already. So there's, there's, uh, there's a number of aspects of the story that, uh, okay, Bez Hashem's at some point, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get to. But at least today, this morning, to talk about a particular aspect of the story. And I think, Bez Hashem, next time we learn, next week is already, it's going to be Yontif, but I guess the following week, we'll move on to the next part of the story, which is the Jewish people actually going and conquering the city of Ai. And you'll see that, it's, uh, you know, it was, it was different the way they did it than other cities. Anyway... So, i mentioning that <coughs> when, when, when the Jewish people uh, lose that initial battle, so Yeshu realizes something's off, right? And he davens to Hashem, that's what we talked about last week with Tachnun, Yeshu davening of Tachnun, and the Rabbani Shalom then reveals to him that someone violated the Cherem and took money from the city of Yericha. And so then uh, Yeshu says, tell me who it is, and Yeshu says, no, you have to figure it out on your own. And so, in the pasuk itself, again, you don't have the pesukim in front of you. But in the pasuk itself, it doesn't really describe how Yishuvanun figured this out. It just says that, that he that he went like methodically. That first he uh, he caught, you know, Shevet Yehuda, that they were the one that were caught to be the ones that within them someone violated the uh, the thing, the the cherem. And then within that, the Pasuk says, then he caught specifically the family of Zara. And then within that, eventually working his way down, all the way to the individual person of Achan. But it doesn't say in the Pasuk how this happened. So if you take, that's what we're going to be focusing on this morning, that process itself, and, what, and how Yushevan found, found Achan, and how that relates to Achan's sin, b'cholah. So if you take a look at the first Marumakim, so this is a medrash in Pirka de Balazar. So the medrash says like this. Uh, that, the, the, even though, again, this is not recorded in the Chumash, but this is the, the tradition that we had. So it says in the Medrash, So it says in the Medrash like this, that initially, in order to first find out what sheva we're dealing with, so what Yeshuvudun did was that he went to the Kain Gadol, to Elazar uh, who was the son of Aaron, the Kain Gadol at the time, and he looked at the breastplate the of the 12 stones of the Kain Gadol. And each stone we know corresponds to another shevet. that has the name of the shevet on it. The whole shavet Now, b'derek says the medrash when it comes to each shavet, shayayisa daver sholtsdaka. Let's say a particular shevet did givaldigelzach. They did a big mitzvah or whatever it is. Hayisa av nei And Then then the stone that corresponded to that shavet would shine a little brighter. That's b'derek halach what would happen when the when this when that shavet had a had a big s'chus for them. The whole shavet shavet shayayisa daver sholavera. But if let's say there was a particular shevet that had something wrong with that shevet, and a ver happened with that within that shevet, then the opposite ha'yavnei maches Then that particular stone, the light would be a little bit duller. So that's usually what would happen. The Ross, the goes to the shvatim, to the, the, the stones, and he sees Avna shel yehuda maches He sees that the stone of yehuda is a little bit duller; it's not as bright as it should be. The yehuda and that initially tells him, okay, right away we're dealing with shevet yehuda. Now that he's discovered it's Shevet Yehuda, the Hippol Ben then he moves to a different process of figuring out who the culprit is within Shevet Yehuda, and he uses Gairolas. So he uses a lottery, a lottery system. So he brings the mixed of between all the families of Yehuda, and it falls on the family of Zorach, and he moves on like that. and then within that family, he makes a girl amongst all the individual members of the family. Ben Karmi, and then Ochan is caught, he's discovered to be the one to uh, violate the cherim. So that's the process that Yishuvanan used. So two ingredients, right? The Khaishan to figure out what it, and then from there, using a gyro. Okay, now, okay, so, so it, it has to be significant, the fact that he used these two things. I mean, for, if he's going to end up using a gyro, then why not just make a gyro from the beginning, find out what shave it is. Okay, so you could save some money on paper. I mean, there's clearly something going on. We're talking about a national security situation, so clearly he's allowed to use the chayshon to figure this stuff out. But it must be some significance mm-hmm. that these two aspects are being used over here. Now, to go a little bit a little bit more to get a little bit more of a, an understanding of what was going on. So, in Maromochah number two, that was the Madrash, Pirkei Lazar. In Maromochah number two, there's a gemara in and Mem Gimel Maves that also talks about this story. And the Medrash focuses on a like that actually you think we, a couple weeks ago we spoke about this, that when Yishuv finds Achan, so he uses language that's um, very polite. He says, please, my brother, please admit what you did. So he uses very polite. He's, he's begging him <laughs> to admit. So the Gemara says like this, Tan Rabbanon, Na, Yishuvanun says the word please, Eina, Lashon Bakasha, the word Na means a request, it means he's asking Achan to admit. Even though, if you think about it, we just saw from the Medrash that he was caught. I mean, the, the girl <laughs> fell on Aachen, so we now know that it was him. But still, he wants Aachen to admit and to acknowledge and to sort of show how the girl was uh, was correct. So he says like this: B'Sha'a B'sha Shamarak Lash Baruch Li Yeshua. So this is the background I mentioned. When the Rabbanish Lom says to Yeshua ben "Chata the Jewish people sinned. So uh, Amr so Yeshua Benon says, Your Rabbanish Lom, the universe, mi Chata. Who's the one that did it? Amr leis. Hashem says, I'm going to tell you who did it. Go use the gairal system and find out who did it. Now the Bavli doesn't record the fact that he used the chayshan to first find out what shevet it is. That the magic says the Gemara skips out that point. But Hashem said specifically use gyrolis. So after he did the Khaishan to find out what Shavid. So says so Yeshua goes, Hallah fible gyrolis. He makes gyros uh, you know the lottery. But nafala and eventually it falls on this person, Acha. So Umarla Yeshua. So 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 then when Yeshua confronts Achan, so Achan responds, he says, Yeshua but lie. you are you, you, gonna prove that I'm the one that, that's guilty because of a girl, If let's say I was making, a, let's say I took you two, you Yeshua benon and the kain gadol, allahs are the kain gadol, gadol the big tzaddikim in the generation. If I'm making a girl between the two of you, it's automatically gonna fall on one of you, right? So you're like you caught me. If you make a girl amongst all the members of my family, someone is going to get picked out of the, of the lottery. So it's not a riot that it's me. If I made a girl between the two of you, one of you would be picked. So when you come with girls, that's not a proof of anything. So um, so this is where the pasuk hints to Yeshub request. request. Um, so Yeshub says, he looks at him and he says, I'm asking you, don't start, don't start questioning and be my issues. With the system of a gyral that we're using, shasid eretz because we're conquering eretz yisrael right now, and eretz yisrael is going to be divided amongst the shvatim and amongst the families with the system of geyral. Shenemar, as the pasuk says in parashas Maasai, ach begeyral begeyrali that the mitzvah is halach was eretz yisrael has to be divided with a gyral system. So Yeshu Ben is is at, is telling Achim that by you you're being aware right now on geyralis the fact that you're that you're questioning the hashgacha Pratis, in the girl system that we're using right now, that's not just something that's right now. You're, you're, that might cause a problem with Klai Yisrael's belief in girls that we're about to use for Eretz Yisrael. So I, so I ask you, please admit that you did and show the whole Jewish people that the girl system is correct. Because by you doing so, you're going to be mechazik the Jewish people's amuna in this girl system that's going to be needed to divide up Eretz Yisrael properly. That's the Gemara. <clears throat> now, what we, therefore, what we, what we see what we see is that. Uh, when Achan admitted, the admission of Achan is not only a personal admission that, you know, obviously he, he acknowledged, and that's his chus for him, but he was also at the same time being mechazik, the inyan, the emunah, in the geyrel system that the Jewish people would need to divide up Eretz Yisrael properly. So already, in other words, a, a, a parallel is being drawn between the geyrel system that was used to, the, to find Achan and the geyrel system that's going to be used to divide up Eretz Yisrael later on in Sefer Yeshua. Now, it's interesting, therefore, that the Girl system that was used to divide up Eretz Yisrael also involved not just the garol, but also involved the chayisha. Also involved the chayisha. If you take a look at Marmokka number three, it so says the Gemara in Bavasra Kuf Beis with Aleph. The Gemara here is talking about how the Girl was used to divide up Eretz Yisrael amongst the shvatim. And this is the process. So says the Gemara like this, when so Yitzchal the Eretz Yisrael was divided up amongst, amongst the shvatim with a garol. The truth is, the shvatim, for sure, it was divided up with a garul system, as we'll see. Even within the shvatim, many rishonim hold that even every particular family, it was also divided up with a garul system. Shnemar ach the It says in pasuk that he have to use a garul. But now the gemara explains. But But you should know it wasn't just the garul involved. At the same time, it was a garul plus the chayshen plus the ur the the you know the miraculous prophecy that came with the breastplate of the kain gadol shenemar. How do we know that? So it says in Pasuk, Al pi ha It says in Pasuk, not just that you should use a gairl, with the whatever the gayral says, you should do. So it says the Gemara, a girl doesn't talk. So the, that, the Pasuk is hinting to you that alongside the gayral, there was also another process involved helping it along. That's verbal. That's the kayan with the breastplate, able to verbalize uh, what's, what the girl is doing. So, okay, so, so how, how did it work out? So the Gemara says like this, Allah Malubish urn So Elazer is the kayan He's wearing the the Big Day Kuna, G'dayla, he's wearing the the Chayshim with the Urim V'tomim, the Yeshuvah call Yisrael Ayim Dem and the Yeshuvah and Yisrael are standing in front of them. The Klophe Shvatim, the Klophe Tchumim there's two boxes, one box box full of all the names of the Shvatim, on different papers, 12 papers of the Shvatim, and another box full of 12 papers, each one, uh, you know, designating a particular portion of Eretz Yisrael. And so this is the process. Vayim Echavim Beruch HaKadosh so then the Ka'in Gadol with the Urvatumim, with the breastplate, with the Nevuah that comes from the Urvatumim, he would, before any lot was drawn, he would say with Ruch kaidish, and he would say, for example, Zvulun Oila, Tchum Akai Oila Ima. He would say that we're about to pick Zvulun, for example, and the border that's revolving around the city of Akai is going to be picked out also. He would predict with Ruch HaKadosh what Sheva is going to be picked up and what Hela HaVertesor uh, is going to be picked. So, so, uh, so he would say again, Zvulan Oila. And And Tarf Then someone was designated to pick out uh, from the box of the Shvatim. And Zvulan was picked. And tarf And then someone it's according to some Rishon, it had to be at the same time. Someone else is taking out uh, a portion from the box of uh, of, of of you know and that portion that was predicted also comes out around... around and then he would go to the next one. And so on and so forth. And so based on the prediction, the, other, the next guy, would, uh, he would go and take the next piece of paper. And they would take the portion, uh, he'd take a piece of paper from the portions of Eretz Yisrael. So this is how the process worked. It wasn't just with a Geirol is with the um and with the chayshin, predicting what the girl is going to uh, come out with. And that's all connected with the Pasik. It says, ach be that has to be divided amongst the geyrol, but it's also Apiha ah ha gayrol. There's also someone, expl- someone predicting what the Girl is going to say, and that's the umvetumen. Okay, that's the Gemara. Now, again, just uh, simple to just to draw some parallels. Again, so what we see is that the, gayrol, that the system to divide up Eretz Yisrael, he needed two components. There was the component of the gairo and there's also the component of the Khaishan. Or and we already saw already from the Gemara that Achan's, you know, it, it, you know, it, him being caught, and him ad- admitting that he was one did it, which would be mechazik and back up the belief in the system of a girl was necessary to mechazik the belief in girl necessary for the purpose of dividing up Eretz Yisrael, and just as it is with the girl of Eretz was with two components, right? The girl itself and the Khaishan. So, so too, that's what we saw in the Medrash, that even finding Achan had these two components. The Chayshim was used to find the Shevet, and within that Shevet, then they used the Gairo. So, it's not exactly the same how they, how they did it, but you see these two components being necessary over here. So, that's what we see, that's sort of the picture that we're having over here, a, a parallel being made between, the, 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 you know, between uh, finding Achan, the, the system that was used to find Achan, and the system of Gairo was to divide up Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. no, it's true. It's it it a different, seems, it's not it the same. Seems as if, like, when, the, when they're picking up the lens, that the, the girdle is almost um, unnecessary. Well, so well, we're going right. to see, like right. A, right, so it's a little bit, that's, that's the, the question we have to deal with right now, is that when it comes to Eretz Yisrael, why, what are these two components? Like, if you're, you have the Umber Tumim, you know, everyone trusts the Umber so, when if you have a go, you have a go. You need these two things. That's what we're going to see. That's what we're going to see. But, <clears throat> so we have to figure this out. <coughs> Again, what, what exactly is the connection between the story of Achan and dividing of Eretzol with the Gairoles? Why are these two things uh, being, being uh, connected with each other? Again, this is all from Hashem, right? The Rabban Shalom could have just told Yishavudun who Achan was and finished. Rabbani Shalom wanted the Jewish people to find out who Achan is using Gairoles. And put Aachen in a position to be the Jewish people in their belief in Garellas. So clearly this, this, is, this all has to do with like fixing the mistake of Aachen. So that's what we have to figure out. Okay. Now, to remind ourselves, what we've been learning for the past few weeks is that if we had to identify what exactly was the prob- what was the aver of Aachen and, and what has to be repaired because of Aachen is again, as we've been talking about, Aachen's avera, his sin was not appreciating and not believing in the essential difference between Nishmasisro, Jewish soul, and the Ummas That was the essential problem. And so we, we've been talking about this, that his taking the money and holding on to, to uh, you know, uh, an artifact of the Canaanim living in Yerichai means that he's trying to say... There's really no change that just took place. Yes, yeah, so a Kananam lived here. Now you didn't live here. But there's, no, there's no essential difference, and that was the problem. So everything that's going to be involved in in finding who the in finding the culprit, and uh, everything we've been talking about, even the davening of Yishevun, like we talked about last with with Tachnun, it's all going to be revolving around repairing that mistake. So somehow and somewhere, that's what we're going to see that this system of Gairolas and its relationship with the Chayshen is going to be a component that brings out or highlights a particular aspect of a difference between Nishmas Yisrael and the nations of the world. Again, and that's why it's being used over here because it's trying to repair that mistake of thinking of there's no difference and so the Geirul system and the Chesh and the Reb <laughs> is going to highlight that there is a difference. So let's, let's figure out what that, what that is and what aspect of Nishmas Yisrael and, and, its, and the uniqueness of Nishmas Yisrael is being brought out by the garl system that was used to divide up Eretz Yisrael, okay. <laughs> Eventually he was killed. Yeah, yeah, he was killed. Immensely. Okay, so let's let's go a little bit in halacha to see w- w- what's unique in halacha um, between uh, what's unique in halacha about the garl that was used to divide up Eretz Yisrael as opposed to a girl that uh, that any of us can do. So take a look at Maromak number four. This is uh, in Shulchan and Mishpat if Okay, so Shulchan is talking about. We do find this that garols have a halachic significance. They have a halachic significance, and there's something to be to be considered. So the, the the case is as follows. Let's say you have a bunch. Let's say you have a big piece of real estate, right? And a bunch of partners get together, and they all together acquire this huge uh, piece of land. Okay, fine. And so now it's owned the Shutvis. It's owned. Uh, uh, as a partnership amongst these, amongst these guys. Now, at some point, let's say they want to divide it up, they want to you know, uh, go their own ways, whatever it is, and they, they want to divide up the property. Okay, fine. So obviously, <coughs> a simple way to do it is just everyone sit down around the table and figure out what portion you each want, and then each one goes, and acquires and makes a kinyon, right? Because we don't have to acquire, you have to do an act to show, to, to make it yours. So you have to go make a kinyon. So each person will go, you know, I want that corner, I want that corner, I want this corner, I want that corner. Fine, everyone agrees. So you go to your corners, you make a kinion. you put down a fence, whatever it is, you make a kinyon, you take a shovel, you dig, you dig out a little bit, you made a nice a kinyon, and now it's yours. Okay, but not always uh, can people get along like that. So it says in Shulchan Aruch like this, there's another way to, to, get over that initial stage of dividing up the property and that's using a gyro. So it says in Shulchanach like this, cholku begeyrol. If, let's say, again, you have this uh, group of chever, they have this piece of real estate and they can't, they can't uh, figure out amongst themselves who should get what, so they just say, you know what, we'll just make a gyro. Make a gyro, finished. So that's what they do. cholku begeyrol. So it says the Shulchan if they divided up this big, big property with a geyro, once the geyro is being used, and even one, even once the once the first name is pulled out of the gyro, that means it's halachically divided up. Words, so let's say you have a geyro and you use the geyro to to and you, and you pull out the names that uh, Reuven gets that corner, right? That means that by, says the Shulchan Aruch, by just simply pulling, pulling out that piece of paper that says Ruven gets that corner, Reuven owns that corner. You don't need to make a Maisha You don't have to go and put down a fence or, you know, uh, walk around the field or plow with it, whatever it is. It's is yours. You take out a piece of paper, Shema gets that corner, thus is thus. A geyrol has the significance of Mam a Kenyan. a That's the Shulchan Aruch. In if they divide up a property using a geyrol system, lacha shal hageyrol, after the gyrol is, uh, you know, is, is, is used, <laughs> it's now officially divided, and you can't be undone. So in other words, if they all just sit down to a table and they say amongst each other, you know what, I want that portion, and everyone agrees, it, it, you know, if, if nothing was done with it, it's just verbal, you could always back out. It's not nice, but you could always back out. But once a kinning is made, it's so finished. You can't, you can't back out of that. So it says the Shulchan Aruch, a geyril is significant is as significant of a Kenyan, and you can't back out of it. Now the source of this halacha that the Shulchan Aruch is quoting this opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, is coming from. It, it depends how you read this particular Gemara, but ultimately it's coming from how Eretz Yisrael was divided, <coughs> because Eretz was divided with a geyril, right? And uh, that's it. The, the, the geyril comes out, Aftoli gets that portion. That's it. It's Shevet Naftali. Naftali doesn't have to go and acquire it, and no other Shevet has the halachic right to then question it anymore. It's now acquired for the Shevet of Naftali. So this opinion, Shulchan Aruch says, if that that's how it was with Eretz Yisrael. So you see from there that Geirul has a halachic power of acquisition. And so that's true for Eretz Yisrael, for Klai Yisrael, and that's true for these partners that are dividing up a piece of real estate in Brooklyn. It's all the same. That's the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch. Hagah. Becomes the Ramah, and the Ramah says no. The Ramah says, The Rosh from Ashkenaz says no. That a, that a girl does not have this power of acquisition. A girl does not have such a power. What a girl can do is legitimize the decision that all the partners have made of how to divide it up. So once the girl is used and the girl says, okay, Reuven gets that corner of the field and Shimon gets that corner of the field, we, you have to take the girl seriously, and now Reuven has the right, before anyone can question anything, to go run and acquire that corner for himself with and, you, and with a Kenyan. And the other partners can't say, What are you doing? Uh, where are you coming from? It's, uh, you, you can't just decide on your own. Not deciding on his own. We used a girl. So a girl is a good way to determine what portion you get, and it gives you then the right to acquire that portion. But you have to go make a Kenyan. A girl does not make a Kenyan by itself says the, says the, so the Rosh is disagreeing with the first opinion, and he says, the <laughs> a girl does not do that. It gives you the right to determine what portion of the field you then are able to acquire. But you have to go acquire it. The girl is not going to do it on its own. And when he goes to make a Kenyan, then he officially owns it because the girl backs him up. But the girl didn't do it on its own. Now, the, the, the Rush, if you go back to the sources, the Rush explains that this is true for, again, like I said, a, few, a bunch of guys getting together, dividing up a piece of property that they bought. But says the Rush, but I agree that the girl of Eretisrol, when Eretisrol was divided amongst the Shvatim, that did make it Kenyan. So, in other words, everyone agrees, let's break it down like this everyone agrees that when Klai divided up Eretisrol with a Gurul, that girl. Acquire that portion of Eretz Yisrael for that particular shevet and that Shavit didn't have to go to make a Kenyan You pull out the geirol, Naftali gets that particular piece, done. It's now officially Naftali's. There's nothing to talk about it was done like it So right. one, one second, that, that's how it was with Eretz Yisrael the question now is, okay, does that mean that that's true for every individual chevra that have a piece of property they want to divide it amongst themselves? The first opinion of Shulchan Aruch says, yeah, if, uh, you see from Eretz Yisrael that a girl is able to make a, an acquisition. So that's true for individuals, uh, you know, in, in Brooklyn too. Says the rush, no, 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 no. Eretz Yisrael, that's how a girl worked. It worked as a, as a Kenyan. But to to, to take that into other situations that you can't do. And other situations, it's not dividing up Eretz Yisrael within a Yisrael. So a girl legitimizes the division that you're about to make, but, but you have to actually go make a Kenyan to do that. If you take a look at Maramokah number five, the Bach, the Great brings out this point. And he's talking about the opinion of the Rosh. Again, the opinion of the Rosh is that a girl does not make a Kenyan. You still have to go acquire that corner of the field for yourself. And until you make that Kenyan, it's technically not yours more than it is the other partners. But says the Bach, But even the Rosh agrees that when it came to that place of Eretz originally, Avada, the girl, made a Kenyan. And the Jewish, Israel could not have gone back and could not have... Uh, you know, uh, said, you know what, we don't like this decision. Once the girl was picked, it's now mamish, halachically, that particular shave, it's unfinished. el girl b'in the rush's point is that you can't use that to then move to a, a smaller situation amongst brothers or partners that are trying to divide up a property. That's a of goyrol, ki ba'alma. When it comes to an individual, uh, you know, again, a group of guys that are dividing a property, not Eretz with, Yisrael with the Shvatim, then the rush says, no, that, that's already not a Kenyan. That's, uh, 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 that's just a way of us sort of all agreeing on the division that we're about to do. But, in order, but the division itself has to be with, with, with a regular Kenyan. So what we see from the Rosh, let's focus in on the Rosh. What we see from the Rosh is that there's something different about the division of Eretz Yisrael amongst the Shvatim, that the girl itself is enough to make a Kenyan. Right? That's, that's his point. The girl itself is enough. You don't have to then go. Naftal doesn't have to then go and acquire that piece of property. The girl did it. Nowadays, not in that situation, Then you ha- individuals have to go do it. So what's the, how do we understand the difference? So here's the point. The difference is as follows, is that the way Eretz was divided and acquired by each particular shevet is fundamentally different than a piece of property that a bunch of guys get together to buy and now they're dividing it up. For example, again, so you have a piece of property, uh, brothers bought it, partners bought whatever it is, and now they're dividing it up. When they eventually divide it up, and I get that corner, and you get that corner. So when it's eventually divided, that corner is 100% mine and 100% not yours. And that corner... Is 100% yours, and 100% not mine. That's, uh, we're dividing it up. So it started off as a partnership. But the division that we're about to do means that it's divided. and it's, This is mine, and that's yours. It's finished. But when it comes to Eretz Yisrael, it's not like that. When Eretz Yisrael was divided amongst the tribes, yes, it's true. This portion is Naftali's, and this portion is, uh, is, is Dun's. But it's... But, but, you, it, it, but we, you can't think of it as, okay, this piece of land is purely Naphtali's and it has nothing to do with the rest of Qal Yisrael, whereas this piece of land is purely Don's and has nothing to do with the rest of Qal Yisrael either. I'll give you an example. The Ramban, for example, holds that even nowadays, there's a mitzvah of Yishuv of right? There's a mitzvah to go and live in Eretz Yisrael. And on, on a national level, he says a mitzvah to conquer all the or to return, but even individual members. Now the Ramban says, let's say, let's say, I don't know, let, let's say I'm from Shevet Don. Let's say I'm from Shevet Don. So technically, my chelik of Eretz is Dun's chelik. But I don't know, I'm from Shevet Don. I like, uh, I like uh, Talpiot. I like Talpiot, so I go by uh, a place in that city over there. It's not Shevet Don's territory. Am I the Mekai in the midst kind of of, of Eretz So the banavada again. Why? It's not my. That's not my Eretz israel. I, it's not my fault, I don't know, the tradition of what, of what shevet you are has been lost, but, it, but when I say, it's not, that's not my Eretz Yisrael. Maybe that's my neighbor's Eretz Yisrael, it's not mine. But the answer is that the way you have to think of it is that Eretz Yisrael, a Yisrael is one entity. Klay is one entity, and that one entity has different, 12 different, so to speak, or 600,000, so to speak, branches or expressions of that single entity. Every Shevet is not just, it's a separate, a separate tribe related to the other tribes, they're all cousins. We're cousins with Yishma, we're not cousins with each other. There's a singularity within Kal Yisrael. And every single Shevet, it's true, this portion of Eretz Yisrael is unique, that the, the, the tribe of Don, the members of the tribe of Don, for example, have the right to settle there. But it's not Don's portion as opposed to being the rest of Kal Yisrael's portion, it's, this, every single corner of Eretz Yisrael is all of Klai Yisrael's. But all of Klai Yisrael is being channeled and being, and, being, um, uh, and being represented by that particular shevet in that particular piece of land. As opposed to, again, like a bunch of partners getting together, buying a piece of real estate in New Hampshire, and then dividing it up. It's not like, a, it's not all of us and each one is representing the other... This is my portion, zeu, and that's your portion finished. And we're trying to just disconnect not. ourselves. So this is this is the aside. So says the Rush, when you're dealing with individual people dividing up land in New Hampshire, so you have to make a mice a kidney. a girl going you have to make a regular the halachas of them apply, because what you're trying to do is make this mine and not yours. So you have to go and make a kidney. But what makes Eretz Yisrael unique is that it's, you, you don't, Naftali, for example, or, or, or God, don't have to go make a mysic pinion on that piece of land. Because Eretz Yisrael is already owned by Klai Yisrael. We're talking about Klai Yisrael already conquered the land. So it's already Klausrael's. There's no, ownership is not being changed. It's not like until now it was owned by the collective whole of the Jewish people, and it's no longer being owned by them. It's now being owned exclusively by this bunch of, by this bunch of individuals. That's now what's happening. It's still being owned by Klai Yisrael. There's no real, in a certain sense, there's no, there's no real change of ownership at all that's happening. All that's happening is figuring out which members of the Jewish people representing the rest of the Jewish people are going to have the right to live in this particular place right now. But it's still all of Kalei Yisrael's property. So says the Rosh, when you're talking about dividing up Eretz Yisrael, you don't need to make kenyonim. Once you've figured out <coughs> and you've determined a way to divide up the land, then there's no change in in, in ownership anyway. It, it, it was all of K'lai Yisrael's. It still is all of K'lai Yisrael's. You want to find out who, which tribe should live in this particular portion, representing K'lai Yisrael, embodying the Jewish people in that particular corner? Okay, so use a girl to figure that out. And by the way, not just the girl, but also the Chayshin, the Ruvetumen. What's the Chayshin? The Chayshin is one person wearing one piece of clothing. I mean, among states, but this particular piece of clothing, and each stone represents the Jewish people. The Chayshin, the chayshin brings out this point of where it's, all Klaistral is seen as one entity. The Chayshin, if you took out one stone, it's not like you have 11, it's not 11, it's not 12 Chayshins. It's not 12 Chayshins that he's wearing. This is one Chayshin with 12 stones on them. And if you take out one stone, the whole Chayshin is messed up. Because the Chayshin represents the Jewish people as they exist as individual tribes, but each individual tribe is part of a collective whole. And so the the, the, the and the and the and the Chayshin are playing off each other. Kala Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael was divided with these two components because that's how Eretz Yisrael has to be seen. Not as 12 different pieces of property, not a United States. That's not, how, that's not how it is. It's a singularity of the Jewish people with a singularity of the land, and each particular tribe is representing and embodying that collective whole in that particular piece of property. But there's no change in acquisition between before the Girl and after the Girl. And that's why you don't need to go make a Rush, But it has nothing to do with individuals dividing up a property in... In, uh, in Las Vegas. And it's nothing with the Over there, your mom is dividing it up. And until this point, I, it, I, it, I did not own that particular corner exclusively. And now I want to own that corner exclusively. So I have to go make up my nice like I have to do in every case. So what we're seeing is, in other words, what we're seeing from this concept of the Gairo, and specifically with Eretz Stroll and what makes it unique, according to the Rush, is that what it's bringing out is what we're going to see in a second, is Wataka, a, a very a very important aspect of what makes Nishmas Yisrael unique as opposed to the nations of the world. Take a look at Maramukh number six. This is a paragraph from Iris from Rav Kukh, and, and uh, it's an Iris page, Kuf Memdal. So he says like this <laughs> The relationship between Kla Yisrael and its individual citizens <laughs> is different than the relationship between any nation and its individual citizens. So you have the French people and the French citizens, and you have Kla Yisrael and its citizens. Says Rav Kook, different. The relationship is very different. How so? So he says, When it comes to every other nation on earth, so the collective nation, the nationhood, the French people, whatever it is, It's a little mistake. So it, the, the, the nation only gives an external identity to its individual members, in other words, Cesar of Cook, when it comes to the nations of the world, every individual person is his own individual. What makes the French people what makes the French people is are common certain commonalities between them a common culture, a common language, a common cuisine, a common place that they live that that so it, these are all externalities they're important and they're they, they forge an identity nationally but ultimately they're they're external're they're, they're not the, the, the essential person himself is still an individual person. He shares a commonality with his uh, with his uh, with his brethren, right? See, that's what he says. the 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 The, na- the nationhood only gives us individuals uh, an external identity. It says with the third line, but the the essential identity of who the person is and his life force. Then every individual person draws life from the source of all life, which is their vanish but it's not come. There's no the Rabbi Shalom sends life to that individual person, Joe Smith. He doesn't send life to American to the American people, and then Joe Smith is siphoning off power from the American people. It doesn't work like that. You're an who you are. You have your own individual source in the Rabbi Shalom What makes you an American? So the definition. In what way does Amer, does the American people influence you in in, in superficial things? <laughs> Obviously where you live, culture, language, things like that. But it, in essence, who you are, you're an individual person and you have nothing to do with the world around you necessarily. That's all in terms, and he says, mm-hmm. because the, the, the nationhood of the other nations of the world don't have a divine identity. There is no, there's no, there's no, that's called the Italian people. A, there's individual people that they come together to share a common, uh, common tongue and a common culture that, 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 calls, that makes them Italian. <laughs> right. They don't have their own, they don't have the collective unique like that. Lo'i ke'in It says, <laughs> look, not so with the Jewish people. Ha'nashama yichidim, the soul, the, the, the individual life force, the, the life force of the individual, in mimikarchai eilamim, draws from the source of all life, which is obviously the Rabbanish shalaylam, the aitzer ha'klau, through its connection of the collective whole of the Jewish people. There, there is only one nation that that has an exi- that has, that has a significant existence as a nation, and that's the Jewish people. And the individual Jew is not seen as an individual. The individual Jew is an extension, a branch, a a lens through which the collective Jewish people is now seen as an through that individual. But there is no truth. There is there is no uh, bunch of individuals being cut mm-hmm. off. The the collective. Gives off of its energy and gives off a neshama to individuals. (inaudible) If a person were to imagine (inaudible) to disconnect themselves from the Jewish people, (inaudible) what what you're thinking about is really disconnecting your neshama from its root. If a person wants to live, uh, you know, if a guy wants to live off the grid, so physically you can live off the grid if he's able to do that, right? And spiritually, you can live off the grid. You don't, you don't, need the rest of the world in order to survive. But the Jewish people, there's no such thing as living off the grid. That's why, I mean, you know, it's always like this when you when you go on vacation or wherever it is, right? So like, there's always that thought. I mean, it's not, it's not a holy thought. You're not, you're not allowed to think this. But like, 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 they can live anywhere. They can live anywhere. You know, the yeshivas and shuls and mikvahs and kosher they don't, you wanna, you wanna. You're born and raised in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and you wanna move to Uzbekistan, hate. It makes no, you could do whatever you want. You have to know anyone, you have to do anything. Finish, but by us, nah, you have to go with a whole community, right? That's what makes it so hard. You have to go with everyone, right? Even when you you know, it's like even when you go with your family, it's you're bringing suitcases because it's a whole community, right? So it's pshat. So we we understand the pshat. Okay, yeah, because we need schools, we need yeshivas, you need mikvahs, you need the kosher food, you need the infrastructure, we get it, right? But let's understand, but there's a penis to that. I mean, the, 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 everything in this world is a reflection of something spiritual. That's a spiritual truth, that we cannot travel individually. We cannot live off the grid. We have to travel as a community. We exist as a community. That's who we are. That's who we are. That's why there's such an issue of sinas right? Why, why is there an issue of Jews getting along, or not getting along with each other, God forbid? is because there's a principle that when you have two people that they're sharing the same life force, so automatically they feel like they're stepping on each other's toes, right? But if you have two people that they have nothing to do with each other, each one has their own line, their own system, their own network, you know, their own system giving them life, then I don't feel threatened by, by your existence. But also when it comes to the Jewish people, when it comes to the Jewish people, we're all coming from the same life force. So there's that, it's an immaturity, because the truth is the life force of the Jewish people and Hashem is infinite, so it's not like you have to actually feel threatened at all. But uh, immaturely, the, the, the soul might feel like this guy is like, he's, he's encroaching on my territory. Because in truth, we're, we're coming from the same place. We are coming from the same place. That's why, you know, sin God forbid, or a lack of is not. it's a simon of a very deep achtas. It's, a, it's, it's coming from a very, very deep place of unity between the Jewish people. It just takes time for us to figure it to, you know, to have a mature brain to like see what that is. You know, that's that's always the way. That's why even even in Tanakh, some of the biggest enemies, like you know, Moshe and Kairach, for example, Kornerizal, the they, their neshamas were very much related to each other, Moshe and Kairach, and that's why that's why Kairach was rebelled against Moshe because he felt threatened by Moshe's existence. That's not going to happen between between two people that happen to be uh, that happened to be Russian. It's not going to be like that. I mean, they might not get along because, you know, because they could be nasty people. But, but, uh, but they don't, it's, not, it's not like they, they, they it's not a soul hatred, right? They don't, they don't hate each other from the soul because they feel threatened by each other's existence. This guy has his own unique, and this guy has his unique finish. Why do they not like each other? Because they're nasty, miserable people. This guy, uh, you know, bumped into his car. Who, whatever it is. But it's not, the him, you know. When it comes to Eden, it's, it's all of the same thing. We have, we have to travel together. And, and we have problems with each other. And it's all come from the same thing because we're all, we're all just extensions of that collective whole. And so this is what's going on, it says Rav Kook. <laughs> the second to last line. <laughs> and because of this, it's the, the, the necessity to be connected with the collective whole is so much greater by the Jewish people than it is by other nations. And deep down, every single one of us is, 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 is being Meister Nefesh and willing to be Meister Nefesh not to be disconnected from that collective whole. Because your individual perfection and life force demands your connection with, with Kal Yisrael. So let's go back. And this is again why the gyral dividing of Kal Yisrael within Eretz Yisrael is not saying Naftali is that and not done. It, it, it's still all of Kal because Klai Yisrael's existence in Eretz Yisrael, is, again, is highlighting what makes us unique. And what makes us unique is that we're not a bunch of individuals just trying to divide up and, and, cut, and cut territory and cut property up with each other. All we are is one collective whole that's being expressed with 600,000 individual lenses and in individual ways. And so this is the, the halacha of Goyril of Eretz Yisrael with the Urvatumim is reflective of this truth that all of Kleistrol, even after all the divisions, is still one entity, And all of this is pro- trying to correct the mistake of Achan. Because right? what was the mistake of Achan? Not realizing the difference between a Yid and a Gaim. If Gaiim are all just a bunch of individual people running around banging into each other, then uh, that's a Yid and R2. We share a common culture, so do the kananim and because of that, that was the mistake of Aachen. But to correct that mistake, the Rabanisha wants to highlight, to bring out this truth, is that we're not the same. Our, in our, and one aspect of our uniqueness is the fact that we don't exist as individual people, as highlighted in the halacha of Eretz Yisrael being divided up amongst the girl. So that's why Aachen had to be caught, Dafka using the girl, and he had to admit that the girl was correct to bring out this Indian, to be mechazik the faith of the Jewish people in the Garal system, because this is all revolving around being Masak and his chet. This wasn't just like, Stam, uh, once we're doing this anyway, let's use this as an opportunity to be mechazik the Amun, and a Garal. No, this was the Tikkun, this is part of the Tikkun of Alchan zaver. So this is the Havai, that's why we're coming to our Sinai, right? it's not a Stam, ki That's the of Zavukla Yisrael is. You want to receive the Torah? You want to become, you want to, you want to receive it, like, again... Uh, receive a Torah that's unique to the Jewish people. That's not just seven times you know uh, times a bunch. No. It, 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 Torah is unique in terms of it being something that is inherently uniting Hashem Echad with And that's what the Torah is about. So of course by our sinai it had to be a matzah That's the metziyas of who Yisrael is. To be able to receive the one Torah that connects the one people with the one God. And that's what it's about. So Hashem should help us to correct this mistake of Elchan. Stand by our sinic ishach of levach, arviyas kol tzedek, me'er v'minu